0: What is up? My favorite co-host on the planet, Hannah Vaughn. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. How are you? Happy Thursday.
0: Happy Thursday to you too.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: am doing good, actually. I was having a rough couple weeks. I think I'm getting past the slump now. I feel my mood going up. Um, interesting okay. enough, okay. I did see a psychiatrist and I got a diagnosis. So, oh.
1: uh, Do you, do you want to share it?
0: I think it's okay to share, and I hope if no if one thinks your
1: diagnosis.
0: I hope no one thinks differently of me. I'm um,
1: gonna quit the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so I've been diagnosed with uh, bipolar two.
1: Really? So it's like
0: a less extreme version of bipolar.
1: Wow. But okay. As
0: she talked about it, it made so much sense because I like I was just describing how my mood just kind of like is just always like this like i I, like one minute i can be on top of the world super happy super goofy and then the next minute i could be sitting here you know what trigger warning i could be sitting here depressed not wanting to be here so it does go uh all over the place so fortunately she has a medication recommendation which i'll be starting once the script is in and uh yeah, I'm excited because now I can understand myself better. It makes sense. I get why I'm all over the place sometimes because I am really all over the place emotionally, especially these past few weeks. But like I said, it's like you've
1: been uh, like a down kind of.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm going on the, I'm, I'm getting back up again. Um, interestingly enough now this is directly from my psychiatrist Uh, i'm not a medical professional and i have not verified this allegedly um people with bipolar uh should apparently at least as she said to me not be smoking things with high thc or thc at all because it can negatively impact the mood
1: really i have
0: noticed that in the past actually few months i switched to vape cartridges with higher THC. And I've noticed it actually affects my mood more than flower or than RSO. So I'm like, maybe there is something to it.
1: That's um, really interesting. I didn't know that I, I have some people in my life who are close to me with bipolar too, um, but I don't know how weed affects them. I haven't asked, but that's that's really interesting. And mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that with us because it's always good to learn about yourselves. and. You know, I encourage everyone to talk to a professional if they feel like they need to. I think it's, and, you know, it's good to learn about yourself.
0: It, it is. And it, it, it's for me, I think it's just going to give me uh, better ways to cope and understand and process what I'm feeling.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I'm really proud of you and I'm happy you got answers. I mean, that's- Me that's- too. I don't think of you any differently, obviously. That'd be and- funny.
0: We only had, I had one disagreement with her, but I'm not, I, I, as much as I want to talk about it, I don't know enough to be like, I'm going to disagree with a doctor or go talk about it because I'm not a doctor. So I'm just going to shut my mouth, but
1: well, doctors uh, can kind of be like, well, from what I've seen, this happens, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to apply to you. I mean, right. I mean, I don't know. I'm really curious what that was, but we can always discuss it off air. We'll talk
0: about it off the air. Yeah. Or we can talk about <laughs> it in the, actually, you know what? We can talk about it in the Discord after the show.
1: Yeah, that's so funny. I I have been like, I've had a lot of diagnoses thrown at me, quite a few. Uh, so like I have my confirmed ones, but it's always been like in like the notes, like could be bipolar. If bipolar spectrum exists, she would be on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but ADHD yeah. and bipolar have a lot of overlapping symptoms. Yeah. Um
1: I'm realizing I, I, I don't think I'm bipolar just from from I, I, you know, I'm close to people who who are bipolar. And um, I just don't I don't think that's me not saying like, oh, I couldn't have that. I just I think that most of my issues stem from ADHD. I realized some right. crazy things about me recently. I think I even tweeted. Um, I'm noticing that. I I feel more in control of my ADHD and I've been so comfortable being unmedicated because I have a lot of like quick dopamine fixes that I rely on. Like that would explain like, like I binge eat very often. Um, My on and off, my, yeah, my on and off struggle with nicotine um, and like how, how addiction kind of uh, plays into people who have ADHD. It's like, yeah, I'm addicted to nicotine, but I think it's, the, the biggest dependency is like the fact that I need like a quick dopamine fix. And I, I feel like I'm focusing. I'm always like, oh, like I have ADHD, but like I don't have a problem focusing. Well, I've always been in really high stimulating environments or I've been – like on and off with like nicotine stuff and, and, and eating a lot of snacks. Um, You know, I have a lot of like habits that are like quick dopamine fixes and that's what helps me focus. If I'm like not in a really high stimulating environment, I mean, working in a preschool, that was really good for me because it's constant stimulation and like, whoa. So I'm like realizing now working from home, like I've been having a really hard time with like nicotine Uh. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I mean, it's okay. But I'm like, I think it's time for me to go back and and think about getting back on meds because like, I, I would rather trade a bad habit for like, you know, like my partner was literally just saying like, wouldn't that just be trading like one thing for another? I'm like, okay, well, one thing is healthy and the other isn't. So like, that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Sure. If it's just kind of like, here's some dopamine and I can just like, not feel like I need to reach for it constantly. Cause that's what ADHD is. You're just constantly like, I need dopamine now. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I got it. And then you can kind of focus for a second. then you're like, where can I get dopamine now? And yep. That's, 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 that's
0: exactly is. how it feels. Um, Once I
1: realized that I was able to understand how my brain works so much better. Um, and I wish I l- understood that a long time ago. Cause it's like, I'm not bad at focusing. I really can. I really do have good self-discipline, dis- but my, it's like a constant struggle just it's like being thirsty for dopamine you know and if i have that, a I
0: way to focus. describe it yeah. and it, if you're not interested in something oh man it's impossible to stay focused on it i want to on. care
1: about so many things that are important but my brain just doesn't like sorry this is not serving you dopamine wise so you're not going to take an interest in it
0: Fuck. yes
1: <laughs> which is why um,
0: by the way, would for me the 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 real quick the topic for the show is, is not this. <laughs> is not this, but I just real quick want to say it's you know dealing with friend breakups because losing a friend can be just as difficult as losing a a, a partner, and it's an important you know thing to talk about. So if you would like to share a story or uh, call in and talk about how best or any advice you have on how best to deal. Uh, with friend breakups, give us a call nine, five, one, three, six, four, two, four, three,
1: zero. on that real quick after you read Amit's comment,
0: did you go to the psychiatrist or do you go to a psychiatrist or therapist for a diagnosis? I went to a psychiatrist. I do not know whether or not therapists can give diagnoses. Uh, sort of I social. actually don't
1: either, because I've only ever been, di- I've gone to therapists and psychiatrists, but I've only gotten diagnosed by psychiatrists. Um, I know that therapists help you, like, where you're you're at with the and, and, and help you kind of get tools. But, like, psychiatrists can be like, hey, here's what your brain is doing. Let's see if we can, like, fix it on a chemical level. I mean, I've talked to therapists, too, who are kind of more into, like, cognitive behavioral therapy and stuff. But I don't know. I mean- I've, I've gone to both.
0: I need therapy, like full, full transparency. I know there are many traumas I need to sit down and work through. Um, But one step at a time, start with a psychiatrist. See, I've talked to, I've had a couple therapists in the past and it just, either I haven't, maybe I just haven't found the right one.
1: It's hard to find the right therapist. I've had, I've had one I really didn't like. I really, really don't like. I don't know how to explain it it just he would say things and i would just be like you have your own issues dude (laughs) like (laughs) and i had what i really liked so i don't know uh i don't don't really know how to like explain the the difference i i hope i did an okay job like therapists kind of help you with like tools and like like right. like behavior wise and like give you give you homework for like things to work on with yourself and psychiatrists will be like here's what's wrong with you let's deal with it on a chemical level but not always so that's just my experience
0: are you drinking a red bull at nine o'clock at night
1: i've actually been drinking this whole red bull all day um, damn so i don't know i mean i like i don't know I don't really need much, but like this this has lasted me all day because I don't I don't go through them very fast.
0: I wouldn't be able to go to sleep if I was drinking a red Bull this sleep, I even part of it. It's
1: fine. Um I was gonna expand on the friend breakup thing because that is our topic. Yeah. Um if you guys wanna call in and tell like a breakup, like a friend breakup story, if you've broken up with a friend or a friend has broken up with you, or if you want to discuss like when you think friends should call it off or when you should distance yourself and, and boundaries and all that, Um, like, like go ahead, like anything that's kind of covers that whole umbrella. You don't have to just tell us how to cope, but I would like to know. <laughs> well,
0: this is uh, important to me because I have experienced a friend breakup with one of my uh bestest friends. And, uh, it's just sometimes, you know, there it's your relationship can end up with a sunk cost fallacy where you're so invested and you've been friends so long that you stop seeing or stop caring about the harm you're doing to each other and don't realize that you're better off without each other in each other's lives and that that's a realization something i've had to accept recently that myself
1: if you don't mind me asking uh or just interrupting you i guess i just had a question uh the the sunk cost thing is it like you just kind of remain friends because you're like we've been friends for so long like we'll always be friends that's one
0: that that's one example a sunk cost fallacy is essentially like kind of like a belief you're so invested in that even when you're making mistakes or finding problems with it, you've been a part of it for so long that you don't want to abandon said belief. Uh, that would be the same in this case with a friendship. You could have a friendship where it's just horrible all the time, but you're like, well, I've been friends with them for 20 years. I can't lose that friendship. Even and-
1: it's Like a bad friendship. Even yeah, if it's, it's a okay. bad
0: one. And that's yeah. like, yeah. you sometimes need to learn when to cut ties. Um, once the balance, I shouldn't say once the balance shift, but when it's harming you both or even one of you, if, if it's no longer healthy, if it's getting uh, emotionally or physically abusive, you need to get out of that friendship. And sometimes it can be hard. I know me, like I'm still trying to accept the fact that this person and I are better off not in each other's lives. And it's difficult because this person has been a part of my life for about 17 years. So it's
1: being friends or is it like a current fizzling out at the moment?
0: It's Mm semi-current and it's, yeah, it's, but we're not, uh, we're not good as friends anymore there was a time where we're really good friends but now it's just it's not not and i notice we both get really irritated around each other very easily we we like get snippy way easier we both get anxiety and anxious towards each other easier and it's just like you know it's it's just not healthy anymore
1: yeah that seems like a good time to like when you're just not happy anymore with someone in your life that's so hard though because like you know it's one thing to break up with a partner because it's like well this is kind of just from a monogamous standpoint it's like that's your person and you guys need to break up so you can go find other people like friends like you can have I'm strictly speaking from a monogamous like scenario friends you can have like a bunch of so it's like Oh, I'll check in with this friend. I may not like them very much, but like we'll always be friends. I just don't have to invest in them as much. But right. full-blown breaking it off is like a whole nother thing. Um, I don't know. Well, I, I was actually just talking to my mom about um, the whole COVID and vaccine and mask situation. I'm seeing so many long-term friendships being severed over this and like that's kind of been happening. That that always happens when like things and current events and politics are really high. You know, we just had the Trump administration and now we're in like a global pandemic. So like, yeah. I've had to just I've had to un, like I've had to unfriend people. But like, it I realized that like we weren't as close anymore, and the things they were saying on Facebook were like actually genuinely so frustrating to the point where I was like I don't see a point in like even keeping in contact with this person anymore I've been unfriending people and like but I'm noticing that people who are more close to each other or even like see each other uh in person um are like unfriending each other on Facebook over this because like everyone's got like their very strong opinions and like that's fine but I'm just noticing that like a lot of friendships are ending currently like right like like widespread you know what i mean and i'm not saying like i disagree or agree with that like i think people are allowed to set their own boundaries and and what have you but it's just something i'm noticing it's really interesting
0: i used to think it was a bad thing ending a friendship over political or religious differences but at times It can be the healthiest thing you can do because I know like when I first started on this journey, I was like, I'm never going to block people. I'm never going to unfriend people because like I do have a lot of people who disagree with me on my Facebook because I want to expose them to better information or to new information because – I, like I, I do genuinely want to change people's minds when possible, and also learn as much as I can. In a but perfect sometimes world,
1: you can just coexist with people with differences of opinions, and but but sometimes it's just like you gotta like you realize like I'm getting angry every time I see this person's existence. Right.
0: So it's just it's and every time we talk, it's an ordeal. So
1: and they're not you know going to change their mind, and I'm not going to change mine. And and my I think my uh, deal breaker, because like I don't really like to just end people f- and kick them out of my life and just 86 them for having a difference of opinion. But the difference is, and like people probably think this about me, and that's fine. That's they're they're allowed to do that. But my red my not my red flag, my defining factor of whether or not I'm going to kick someone out based on like a difference of opinion is is if I think your opinions genuinely harmful, and you're not going to change your mind. Um, I've tried to meet people halfway and be like, this is this is harmful. And here's why blah, blah, blah. But there's some people where I'm like, they are not going to listen. They're not going to change my mind. Seeing their freaking posts is making me sick and sad. I can't do it anymore. And it's harmful stuff. It's not like, oh, I, well, I don't like chocolate. And I'm like, that makes me sick, unfriend. It's,
0: I don't like chocolate.
1: I know you don't, but I'm <laughs> not gonna unfriend you over it. You know what I mean? Well,
0: thank you. No, right. There's things you that are worth it and things that aren't. And that's where you just have to decide what's healthiest for you. I recently got really frustrated with a friend when we were talking politics, and her exact words were, Well, I'm just not gonna change my mind on this, and, or I'm not gonna change my mind. And I'm like, no, sorry. I'm not ever going to change my mind. And that really irritated me because here I am, like, I'm always open to learning. I'm willing and have changed my position continually when I've, you know, been pointed out that I'm wrong or mistakes I'm making. So when I hear someone admit that they're not even open to changing their mind, I'm like, you know, what the fuck? Like, Are you seriously like, are you a five-year-old? Like (laughs) you should be open to learning and changing your mind when new information becomes available. We're adults. I
1: want to know if I'm wrong. Like I really want to know if I'm wrong.
0: Yes. Same. Um, We got a super chat from Amit Matthew. Thank you so much. Had to cut contact with a person whom I called my best friend of 14 years. He couldn't come to terms with the fact that I no longer want to insult certain communities or say certain words. I guess we both grew out of it. And that's that's an excellent point. Sometimes we do grow out of our childhood or teenage friendships because you're just no longer compatible. You go down these different roads, um, different life paths, whatever you want to call it, um, and have different belief systems. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, we just – we're we, that magic we had, that friendship we had when we were younger, it's just not the same now. We're both opinionated adults. We don't get along. We don't agree. We argue, we fight, you know, we're, we're never getting along anymore. So yeah. Amit, I am sorry that that happened to you, man. That, Such that sucks.
1: Yeah. I have a friend who I've been friends with since second grade, um shout out to my homie if you're listening i don't know if she listens but she does sometimes but she her and i were best friends in second grade and she's still a really big part of my life we are like on opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to politics religion whatever but she i know that she has good intentions it, when it comes to the things that are very important to me, um, she, we pretty much are on the same page. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's my, my cutoff point is if like, you're being a bigot, if you have hateful opinions, I, I cannot comfortably associate with you. And, and she's not like that. So that, I think that's like <laughs> what I, what has been saving the relationship from, you know, like from an outside perspective on paper, like we, seem very incompatible but she's one of those people that like has a good heart and just kind of ended up going a different route than me um but dude if she called me at like 3 a.m and was like I need you absolutely I adore her like she's she she means well and I don't mean that in a way that like I'm excusing any bad opinions she has it's just she she's not a fucking bigot you know what I mean (laughs) so that's that's pretty much my my uh what's it called? My breaking point? My, my deal, my deal breaker. So don't deal be breaker. a bigot. Like we can disagree. You can have a religion, but like, don't be a fucking bigot.
0: That's another thing. If you want to call in, if you have, let us know what your deal breakers are. If there are certain things that get said or opinions that are hold that you're just like, you know what? I'm done. Give us a call. 951-364-2430. Um, I will I let a lot slide. I'm pretty lenient.
1: Um try to see the best in people. I I, I do. I'm, not, I'm not picky enough with my friends.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I honestly like I always look, like even when people do bad things, I'm like, but I can understand why they did that because and I, I do try to always look for the best in people. Uh, I, I don't because seeing the worst honestly, in my opinion, makes your well, mental health yeah. worse.
1: Yeah. Well, see, like, there's a difference because, like, my close, close, close friends, like, we are very like-minded and people who I, like, keep in my circle. Um, But I'm definitely more forgiving with the people, like, who I would show up for if they really needed me. But, like, I'm not trying to kick it with them every day, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend who's religious as Oh, Republican as hell, conservative as hell, but it's a, kind of like the same thing. Like he, like the, he doesn't have those deal breaker uh, attributes, and we have the best debates, man. <laughs> and I don't want to give that up. The Best in a be, good way. Uh, yeah, like the best. Uh, yeah, the best debates. Like I feel like we both genuinely like have like these like really cool food for thought moments um mm. he challenges my beliefs i challenges challenge his and we're um, like really civil about it um i still think he's fucking wrong and he thinks i'm wrong as hell but like um you know he's cool with gay people so <laughs>
0: Speaking of which hannah i keep forgetting to ask you this we got to set up another day to have a meeting okay I- okay We'll but yeah, we gotta do okay. that.
1: Okay, yeah. No, we have a lot we need to, to just meet on in general. There's there's yes. lots of things coming up that I wanna tell everyone about. So um I wanna just kind of switch gears really quick. It's not about friendships, but can I tell a story? Did I tell you guys already how I got hit on recently?
0: You did not.
1: Okay. So like not that like I don't ever get hit on, like, but the thing is we're in a pandemic. So, like, I don't really get approached because I'm not going anywhere. And if I go out, I'm usually with my partner. And he's, like, a six-foot scary man. Um, Yeah, he's
0: tall. He's a big boy. I have to be, like, you know, up to hug him.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, But I was alone. uh, And I was just going to buy glasses. I was picking up some glasses. Or I was getting fitted for some, going to optometrist. And then going to Target Optical to pick out some frames. And... (laughs) I just want to share this because like i know we have some viewers who like aren't very comfortable approaching women and i could tell this guy really wasn't either but i wanted to share this and give him props for like trying because it was really awkward but i mean i'm a lot nicer to people than like most i i think so like this might have just he might have just gotten lucky with me. Like he didn't get lucky with me, but my, my response was very friendly. And I, I I gave him like a chance to like at least give me his like little spiel. And uh, so anyway, um, I'm I'm getting fitted for glasses and this guy walks in and I don't look at him because I'm like talking to someone and he kind of just stood there uh, and I could tell he noticed me because he just had that like, I don't know, when you're a woman, you could just like tell when a guy's like, ugh. Woman. You know, it's just like this energy that they give <laughs> off. I don't mean that in a woo way. It's just something I just you get used to. Right. Uh, but he just says, "Oh, I'm looking for the optometrist." To the chick who's helping me, and he's like, "Oh, it's over there." And he kind of like lingers for a minute and then leaves. And I'm like, "Okay, um, not a big deal." But anyway, I-, I left, and he like walks by me, so I guess he like went and shopped and then like saw me as I was leaving. So he like comes up with his little basket. And he goes excuse me. And I'm like, this isn't really like interesting or funny story, but like, it's cute. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I just don't want you guys waiting for like a big, like crazy. I'm waiting for a punchline. Be- There's no punchline. I'm just like sharing, like sharing my human experience. Okay. So oh. anyway, I'm not selling this very well. Standing there with his no. little basket. And he's like, excuse me. And I'm like, hi. And he's just like, I, he was like this, like, I'm trying to be nice, but like, he wasn't like, Suave. He was a little dorky, a little short. And like, so, like, that's fine. But like, I'm just trying to paint the picture. He wasn't your type? Um, I've dated some short, dorky guys before. It's just like, oh, it's more okay. about personality to me. And I could just tell he was like, not, I don't know. I'm also taken. But, uh, right. so anyway, uh, I noticed you in there and I, I really like your style and I just really wanted to meet you. And I was like, that's so nice thank you okay thanks thanks for saying hi and he's like I'm so-and-so and and I introduced myself and he goes so 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 what are you what are you doing out here I'm like oh just getting some classes what about you and he goes oh I'm just buying this bread (laughs) it was so adorable I was like okay And we talked for a minute and then he was like well Oh, man, I'm realizing that I ended up being the dick in this story. But I think- oh Well, because I lied to him. Because, like, I didn't. I felt bad. I didn't. Hannah. I wanted to, like, give him positive reinforcement for trying, but also let him know that I very much wasn't interested. And I didn't want to just straight up shut him down. Uh, so I told him I was married. And it freaked him out. He almost, like, turned and, like, ran away when I said Wait. that. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Hannah. Why didn't you just say you're taken?
1: Um, because in, in, so that's a really good question, Ethan, when you get hit on by men and you say you have a boyfriend, sometimes that's not enough for them to leave you alone. And I didn't know this guy that well, I think he was very respectful, but oftentimes I've had guys go, well, where is he? Or like, that's fine. You're not. I've
0: heard that happening. Yeah. And so
1: I just either say like, I don't like men, which is half true. Or, uh, well, that also hasn't worked all the time, too, because then guys like think it's like kinky and they're like, well, or, or they'll try to be like, well, how would you know if you haven't had dick? I'm like, OK, damn it. So when you say you're married, they typically freak out. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I try to like give him the time of day and just be like, you know, because he was like, you want to go get some coffee? And I was like, you know what? I'm actually on my way to work and I'm married because uh, he was, like, reaching for his phone to ask for my number. And he was like, oh, 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 okay, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, 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 you're fine. Like, thank you for saying hi to me. It was really nice to meet you. Because, like, I wanted to give him positive reinforcement because he was very respectful. He approached me in, like, not a creepy way. He was being very genuine. Like, I I, I like the way you look and I want to get to know you, was pretty much what he said. And he wasn't doing any weird pickup line tricks or anything. And he... Wasn't overly persistent. It was. He was like very. It was a very pleasant interaction, and that's not something that always happens. But I could tell right. he almost seemed like he was trying to like practice. Like like he seemed like he didn't do this very often. You know, like he kind right. of like excuse me. And then he kind of was like, oh, "Um, well, I saw you in there and I really liked your style and I really wanted to meet you. You know, like he was kind of almost like going through a script, like maybe he was like watching how to talk to women or something and mm-hmm. what, whatever, whatever source he was, he was pulling from good on them because he did a, he did a great job. And that's the moral of the story is that if you're genuine, like even if you're like awkward and not that confident, like if you're just genuine and like, it takes guts to walk up to someone and I think like a good person like like me will like appreciate that and not like shut you down. Like how dare you like tell me that you thought I was pretty and wanted to meet me. Like especially like, you know, when we're at this age, whatever age we are. But uh, so that's my very boring. I got hit on story, but I thought it was cute and I wanted to share it because I know we have some viewers who are like not very confident talking to, you know, someone they're interested in. I just want to say like don't be scared just be respectful and genuine and i think people will i don't know maybe it's just me because i'm way too fucking nice it but- is
0: i will say going and talking to random people is terrifying um and here's how i'm trying to improve that because i am awkward as fuck sometimes you've seen me hannah i can get really shy and quiet
1: i know and- like ethan's very shy in person <laughs>
0: Very. I'll emphasize that.
1: Like really. I I asked you while I was doing my makeup when we were going to go out, you were like just sitting on the couch. I was like, are you just being quiet and this is what you're like in person or are you, are you not okay? And you're like, I'm just like this in person. And I was like, okay. And I didn't want to bother you about it after that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 sometimes I'm super friendly and outgoing. Like there's times you'll see me in the bar and I'm just like, 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 crackhead mode super energy all over the place and there's other times where my social anxiety kicks in and i'm just like and i'm just like that and then people think something's wrong and i'm like i mean i guess technically something is wrong yeah i have social anxiety but um sometimes people think i'm mad or upset and i'm like no i just like that was my first time meeting you so the more like Mm-hmm. even though we talk to each other each and every week in it's person different. is very different for me. So the more I get to know you or hang out with you, the more comfortable I'll, I'll be. And like the more outgoing and goofy I'll be, yeah. but I, I do. Uh, so Jessica came up with actually like a really good challenge.
1: What was that? I like her so much.
0: Me too.
1: This <laughs> is like so good for you. Okay. Go Thank ahead. You. Sorry. <laughs> no,
0: like she she is. I'm very happy with her and I'm very fucking lucky. Like s- super fucking lucky. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I, I am. And uh like we had uh, anyways that's I what we, oh the challenge whenever we go out together, I have to try talking to at least two new people. So I will, I have to go approach someone. Like if we're at the bar, I have to go talk to a girl or go talk to a guy and like, just Strike make up a conversation, conversation because she's so good at, we'll go out and she's like dragging me and she's talking to everybody. And I'm just like, just dead silent. Like, yep. Cool. Yeah. Weather's nice. so I like this I think two is a good number and I'm working on doing it like even when I'm walking down the street I'm trying to say hi to more people I'm trying very hard to start like practice and working out this muscle uh, is the best way to describe it of getting to talk to you know other people
1: that might be a really good piece of advice because I actually do experience social anxiety too but I'm also like a very I don't know I, I like people I do um like when sometimes i'll just get the urge to be like hello as i'm walking by someone but right before i do it i'm like ah (laughs) (laughs) it's really fun when they say it back and sometimes they're like surprised like oh you said hello to me stranger maybe if you have social anxiety don't like stop and talk to people but if you pass someone just go hello and see if they respond that's
0: what i started doing hey how's it going? and just keep walking
1: yeah if like you cross paths with someone just hello keep walking and like it it might be like a cool little way to challenge yourself to just get comfortable like acknowledging a stranger and having them acknowledge you back because like that can be fucking scary
0: here's the other side to that sometimes doing that can make someone's day like just smiling and saying hi like makes them feel noticed so do it, give it a shot. Try challenge yourself to one person every you know, if two's too much. One person, or start with, like Hannah said, when you're walking down the street, just say hi, smile, nod at the person, you know. And you Let can like, keep them, on
1: walking while you're doing it too. You don't have to stop and be like, oh, Right, because you know? then it's like, Yeah, oh, now we're we gonna do it's like literally, like, Walk, 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 hi, walk, walk, right. walk.
0: Like, hey, how's it going? And just yeah. keep going, <laughs> <It> <laughs> not like funny. you know.
1: And they might not hear you. They might not respond. They might think you're fucking weird. But like, it feels good when someone says hi back. Like,
0: it does. Yeah. Especially when they smile. It's like, oh, like when I get a smile from someone, I'm like, sweet. They smiled.
1: It feels good. We're social beings. It does.
0: We are. Not all of us, but most of us are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as generally speaking. So, friends, do you want to hear my breakup story?
0: I do. And then after that, we'll get to our caller.
1: We have a call. I. I do that every fucking time. I get like it's a general reaction, (laughs) and I'm annoyed with myself for doing that. We can take it now. We can take it now. I can tell the story after. It's kind of long.
0: All right. Well, they're still in the screening room, but I know who this person is, so I'm secular rarity. I'm taking them out of the screening room. Room. IQ, you are on with Ethan and (laughs) Hannah. How are you? Well, that was snappy,
2: wasn't it? Hello. I was on hold for less than 45 minutes. This is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: what right. What do you got That's for Nothing Social against anxiety me, or, or, or friendship.
0: friendship? Well, thank you.
1: I was talking over Christ him. What looked. did he say? I'm sorry. He
0: said, crap, I forgot what he said. We have He said, Ethan, you're all... awesome. Not me. <laughs> well, Hannah, oh, oh, you no, just froze. Hannah's awesome, too. When it comes to friendships, can you talk a little louder by that matter?
2: Hold on. Can you hear me? There we go. Yes, much, much, better. much better. All right. <laughs> any relationship whatsoever involves compatibility and communication, right? And when people change, and they do, if you think they can't, you're full of, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> When people change over time, and we are products of our environment, correct? And when our environments change, perspective, our perspective changes, that changes us. And then when people drift apart, that's at the ball rolling for incompatibility. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what type of relationship it is, whether it be platonic or romantic. When that compatibility disappears... So does the relationship, right? Your friends, it's all about your communication. Who are you? Communication is important. How are you speaking with them? You know, how are you speaking with them? What are you bringing up? What do you guys laugh about? What do you cry about? If you don't cry about shit, you need to talk to them a little fucking more. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) Um, you have the relationships that you have in your life because of the positive experiences that you share with these people. If you cut off those positive experiences, you have just murdered the relationship. Mm -hmm. Keep the positive vibes going. Communicate, talk, put things out on the table. If there's a problem, just talk about it. That's all it takes. Just bring it up. If things aren't supposed to be, if things are just too out of whack to where it cannot be reconciled, you're gonna figure that out. And you're gonna come to a conclusion reasonably and civilly, instead of all this behind the back stuff, all the conniving mystery stuff that happens in the background of all of our brains and social experiences, communication kills that. Yeah. So if you have people in your life that mean something to you, kill them, appreciation is shown, not spoken.
0: Appreciation is important, but yeah, I, that's, that was one of the things I was actually talking about earlier is, uh, you know, this person will, the one I'm having a falling out with, you know, they will constantly say like, you know, Ethan's my best friend or, you know, and it's like, okay, you're saying that but your actions in our friendship don't line up with those words. And if you're my, if I'm your best friend, as you claim, then there needs to be some changes to improve that. And again, uh, just, I don't know. You already
2: know, man, if you use the phrase, as you claim, when you're talking about best friends, you've already taken a wrong turn or you're not paying attention. Your best friend, there's no question about it. This is a ride or die person in your life, right? They've always been there. People mess up Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that happens, but this is a person that that there is no question about it. That best friend in your life now guaranteed, if you don't have many friends at all, your best friend could be the bus driver on your way to work, (laughs) you know, but if there's communication happening there, if this person serves purpose in your life and there are means of outlet and just letting things out and just communication that's a good friend doesn't matter if they come over for dinner (laughs) you know it's it's scale right? but you lose people in your life because you stopped sharing
0: with them Mm -hmm. someone said you sound like Hugh Laurie aka Dr. House
1: Wow. Okay. I was just thinking, IQ let's, needs to do an audio book or something. Let's try
0: this, <laughs> IQ. I need you to say something that, for yeah. me. Can you do that? Okay. Go ahead. So no, I no, want you ahead. to say, "You're an idiot." You're an idiot. No, no. Say it more firmly, more aggressively. You're an idiot. Okay. I could see. I could see the house right there.
1: <laughs> no, but like the same register as him. No. Yes. I, All I have to say yeah. is, that
0: it's
2: never lupus. It's never.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's like, ah, man, every time IQ calls it, I'm always just kind of like, I feel so soothed and like, I don't know.
0: His voice is very soothing.
1: Very soothing. And then you have such profound things to say. I'm not
2: even using my ASMR voice right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have one of those? Well, trust me. Hold on one
2: second. Hold on. That I, I, I need to hydrate real quick.
1: Not to like discount everything you were just saying. But I just, anytime IQ calls in, I'm always just kind of like, wow, that's mm-hmm. so true. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he has a lot to offer. That's for <laughs> sure. What? Be absolutely amazed he absolutely amazing. He has I a lot to offer. Ear. Oh, sorry, IQ, go ahead. Okay, Show us your about
2: ASMR. I can, about some of the things that I can talk about, some of the things that I can bring up
0: and mention and describe to you. Oh. Hannah's getting excited
1: fire. You can make some money Doing right. that homie <laughs>
0: Respect for you brother <laughs>
2: Woo um, Well Hannah's no, a little yeah. excited
1: <laughs> I'm, <betrothed. laughs> I'm married remember
2: I, you know, And I can't even see I'm not even watching the stream right now I'm just kind of on the phone talking to guys So I can't see it but I will watch it on a replay Because I'm sure that is just a delightful face She's making <laughs>
1: i'm thrilled i am thrilled and i very thank you for sharing that (laughs) and thank you for i
0: wish i had a cool asmr voice
2: oh that was the pg version of my asmr voice
0: i was gonna say i bet there's an (laughs) nc17
2: y'all didn't know iq was a freak did you
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's your money maker man i told you just
0: Burped in the microphone, and I apologize. Did not mean to. Uh, The wings I had eaten earlier just kind of burped up a little bit. So apologies. I never like to subject people to that on the microphone.
1: I'm just showing off
2: my. And that's awesome of you, Ethan. Seriously, because you know some of the crap that we deal with with people. Some of the things that people allow themselves to spill forth their lips.
1: You apologize
2: for.
0: Well, Perfect. I want to have a professional podcast. You're in good shape, brother. Like, you're in good shape. I I, I why, did want,
1: you, it's, why did you ask me to come on this show if you wanted a professional podcast?
0: Because you're honestly, you're like the female me in so many ways. <laughs> and like, you're professional. Oh, no, you're, hold on a second. What?
2: Yeah, uh, that, Sarah, uh, Hannah, damn it. You're amazing.
1: She is. I was joking. You're, 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 you're an
2: absolute sweetheart. You are, you do have and possess and exuberate brilliance on several occasions. Agreed. You light up the room everywhere you can go. Don't give me that. You know, why did you pick me on as a host if you wanted professionalism? Ethan's version of professionalism is real people. Yes. Real attitudes. Yes. And love. Yes. Somebody who cares you are professional all day when it comes to that don't what? don't don't shake yourself short you're
1: what? the nicest person on the fucking planet <laughs> i want iq to adopt me
2: i'm just calling it like i see it if you were <laughs> if you if you were a crappy person well we've all heard it before i don't know how many people saw that episode when i had the conversation with the catholic traditionalist but if oh, you deserve that kind of respect from me, you get that kind of respect from me, and well, it's respect is always pleasant. You get what you pay for, and you bleed brilliance. So Aww.
1: Really nice. oh nice. Ah, God, you just made my fucking day. Thank you Your for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> ah. No one calls me brilliant. There's
2: just words. So Pay, attention. Cool. Pay attention. Pay attention to your day. Pay attention to some of the days other people have around you. And make oh. a little comparison about how happy you are with your actions at the end of the day and tell me that I'm wrong.
0: By the way, Hannah, we're getting real close to our 50th episode. What? So We're almost there. Yeah, we're getting there. Okay, so pretty soon, yeah, pretty soon we will be celebrating 50 episodes of The Pickup Line, which I can't wait for.
1: IQ, you just made my day. Awesome. If there's anything yeah, thank I you, would... IQ.
2: <laughs> Much obliged, man. Much okay. obliged. IQ,
0: we appreciate you.
2: keep you. doing what you're doing.
1: Thank
0: you. And we'll talk to you later.
2: It's always awesome.
0: Yeah, all right, man. Always a all pleasure. Right. See you. Well, we know Hannah's cheesing now. You're so happy.
1: It just, like, feels really good to be appreciated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whenever i heard the word appreciate i think of kenneth leonard and the oh. time he called into table for two um because we needed him instead of like he needed to use another word for oral because this is when i was still learning youtube and trying <laughs> to figure out what Someone? and he used instead of when he was talking about receiving oral, he actually used the term appreciate. He asked the girl to appreciate him. So I like
1: to be appreciated in that way too, but
0: <laughs> love never mind.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love getting appreciated.
0: No, I was gonna say I love appreciating. Oh ladies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I- okay, let's be real. How how can you not enjoy like making your partner feel really, really good. Like,
1: well, I don't know. For me, that's a
0: big thing. Like her. I, I did date one girl who would like, Oh shit. I gotta be careful. How is that? I don't know. Do I need to be careful?
1: Maybe you need to troubleshoot this with me first. Wait, what? Like maybe, maybe if this is something you're like, should I be careful about this? Well, just, okay. And I don't know how to advise you on air in the moment. because
0: That's, I don't that's true. It. Well, exactly. let's just say I always want to make sure I'm dating a partner who likes to receive because I could not date a partner who doesn't like to receive because it's something I genuinely really enjoy doing. And so
1: we'll talk. I actually... um Am very hot and cold about that uh, because I have trauma associated with it. So that's more often times than not, I'm not interested. Every once in a while, I'm like green light. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's not something I really um, request or allow that often. So
0: understandable.
1: Yeah, no, it's just it's interesting because like everyone would assume that I I just want to put that out there and normalize that because I think a lot of people assume that everyone likes getting head like receiving it um, and not everyone does. But, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, shit on you for, like, wanting to.
0: Oh, I didn't take it like that at all. Good. I'm just
1: making sure. I just, Some I feel like it. if I have an opportunity to share that kind of thing, I would like to. Because it's, like, it is kind of an area of shame for me where, like, I feel like I should be more, like, enthusiastic about receiving. But um, I'm trying to be more, like, well, open and accepting it- of the fact that, like, it's just not for for me all the time um you know i i've thought about i think i need to go to a sex therapist and, and sort that out because i think i'm missing out on a lot of fun but as of this moment and as of like my whole you know uh active life <laughs> uh it's not something i really really look forward to
0: and that's okay there's no, nothing wrong with that um Thanks. you know um it, it it sucks that you have uh, whatever happened to you happened, and I'm sorry, um, but yes, yeah, it, not your fault. <laughs> um, so
1: can I tell my story about that? My 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 other traumatizing fucking story. <laughs> buckle, yeah, absolutely. dumped by a best friend. Okay, because that's what the podcast is about. <laughs> uh so let's see. Where do I start? It is kind of a long story, and it's a very sad one. So buckle up, folks. Get get your tissues. Buckling ready. up. No, nah, it's, it's not that bad, but I do want to share it because it's like something I actually just uh like re like I just kind of I talked about it like the other day on Facebook on like a like on a post. I was they were like, do you ever get dumped by a friend? And so I need to let that girl know. uh <laughs> Hey, you inspired this episode. uh So I had a friend who lived two doors down from me, a male friend, uh, two doors down from me. uh. And we knew each other since kindergarten. And we were always friends. We played like kickball together growing up. But in high school, we became best friends. Like, just right or door, best friends, hung out all the time. Um, Like, helped each other through some, like, really heavy shit, relationships. Like, we were there for, like, it all. All of, like, the crazy stuff that you go through when you're a freaking teenager. And we stayed friends a little bit after graduation. And, uh, he picks me up one day, we hang out, everything's fine. And then I think we kind of had a little bit of a spat leading up to that. Actually, like I, I was going through a lot. I was with a relation, I was with a partner who had been like cheating on me a lot. So I became a little bit withdrawn and I wasn't making a lot of time for friends. Um, And I I bailed on him a couple times. I had to, like, cancel and reschedule things. And I just, like, told him, like, hey, listen, I'm going through a lot and I'm really sorry. I didn't think it would upset him that much. uh, But I think this is what kind of triggered him to decide to not want to be friends with me anymore. He picks me up. We hang out. He drops me off in front of my house. And he says, before you go, I just want you to know that this is going to be the last time we're going to hang out. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, what? You were my best friend. And he says, yeah, I'm just realizing, you know, when you were bailing on me a lot, I'm realizing this more. I I realize I'm a little bit too dependent on you. And our friendship has been a lie. I am attracted to you. And I have been this whole time. And I cannot move forward with you in my life. So I'm never going to see you again. And I was like, wow. Okay. I understand. Thank you for telling me. Um, Bye. And I went inside and I bawled my fucking eyes out. I was absolutely crushed, absolutely heartbroken. And it was weird because he literally lived two doors down from me. And so it was like I would, like, avoid driving, like, in front of his house. Like, I would, like, take another way because it hurt so fucking bad. I was embarrassed. I felt abandoned. I felt confused. I felt blindsided. And the – thinking about it, I thought it makes sense. The friendship is no longer serving him. It is actually holding him back from what he wants. And he decided he needed to break things off. But to say to me, our friendship has been a lie. And I never want to see you again. I just like, I who like it feels like a punch in the gut to this day. Um, fuck him, whatever. But uh, so we so so the kicker like the the, the cherry on top of this all we always joked when we were best friends that I would be the best man in his wedding. And like, I always kind of assumed that there was some seriousness to this cause we were that close. Um, and he just got married recently and I was not even invited. <laughs> da! that's my fucking horrific story. I'm Am I sorry. overreacting or is that horrific?
0: No, I mean it's not horrific, but it sucks.
1: It felt hard, and
0: I'm sorry you went through that.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. Like I, I, you know, I don't, I don't cry about it anymore. Uh, I did accidentally text him the other day because he has the same name as someone who's also like close to me now, and I was like, blah, 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 this, 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 and like asked a question, and then I was just like, oh shit, wrong person. He didn't respond. Um, yeah. So, so I just want to say. If you have a friend who you no longer want to be friends with, it's okay. I'm not – I don't hate him for doing that. I just – I am hurt. I understand why he did it. I don't necessarily agree with his reasoning. Like, the part of me wants to be like, okay, you you like my ass. Get over it. Like, is it really worth, like, losing me as – it made me feel really, like, it kind of reduced me down to, like, I felt objectified in a way. Like, I was like, okay, because you fucking think I'm hot. Like, you you don't even, like, appreciate me enough as a person right. to want me to be anywhere in your life at all. Like, you never want to see me again. Like, am I that awful? Like, you, you just kept me around because you wanted to fuck me, basically? Or that's what it felt like. So that that's what I am mad about. But I'm not mad at him for doing the thing that he thought was right for him and... Moving on because now he's married, good for him. And he couldn't he couldn't move on with me in his life. I, I I get that, but it it did feel really shitty.
0: I'm sorry you had to go through that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. IQ said, ain't that a it's because you joked about it. I don't get the joke. You're gonna have to explain that to me later. So
0: well, you can explain it in the after show on Discord. That's, true. Because that's we're- where we're going yeah. next.
1: I think we're going to wrap things up. Um, thanks for hanging out for this, this kind of like just chit chat kind of episode. Um, IQ, thanks for calling a me, Thank you for the super chat. Everyone who tuned in. Thank you. Secular rarity as always for screening and the patrons. I don't have the list, but if you want to take oh. it away, then.
0: Yes, thank you to our top tier patrons, Cindy Plaza, Kenneth Leonard, Sky, Jump and Shoot, Oz, Secular Rarity, Philip Leach, Caitlin Beyond, Toast, Richard Jilliver, Sunset Sarge, The Blazing Wizard Pope, Amit Matthew, Kianta and Fava Beans, Ray Sylvester, uh, and Kyle Brewer. Thank you uh, so much for your patronage. Hannah, it's been a pleasure, and I guess we'll be back next Thursday where we're going to talk about kinks.
1: Again, we're gonna talk about kinks, but we're gonna get a little bit more detailed and reveal maybe some of ours. We're gonna
0: find out what our kinks are, so and I'm gonna
1: find out yours too next yes. on the pickup line. Burr, 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 burr.
0: <laughs> Good night, everyone.
1: Uh-